0: Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. John chapter 14, we do have notes for you. And I'm going to start in verse 2. Well, we might as well go with verse 1. John 14, 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, hallelujah, and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know, And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. (laughs) And how can we know the way? (laughs) Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known the Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. And Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father. And it's sufficient for us. It's a dramatized version. Verse 9. And Jesus said to him, I have been with you so long, and yet you've not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Verse 12. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works will he do than these, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything my name, I will do it. Let's read that together, verse 14. If you ask anything in my name, I will come on, say it like you mean it. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Verse 15 If you love me, keep my commandments. I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells in you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. Wow. I will come to you. A little while longer, verse 19, the final verse. Oh, we'll stop at 18, that's good. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. Father, move in power, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. It was hard for me to delegate when I first began managing. Uh, it was before I was saved. I ran a um, $3.5 million construction job for the GSA, a hazardous waste job. I was a project manager. I'm not quite sure how I got that job. I think it was a lot of lying I slicked my hair back and looked good. And that got me the job. How many of you know if you look good, you can get somewhere sometimes? Oh, I'm serious. Like, I, I, here's how I got the job. I, I straight lied, made up a fake resume. I wasn't saved. Give me a break. Some of the stuff you guys did is really bad. Okay. I made a fake resume, fake college. You know, it was before Google. It was before all that. Made it really look good. Went out and got an Armani suit. Nice one. I'm like spent a lot of money on clothes. And I had hair. I had I had hair. I had brown hair with a streak of blonde across the front. And I I just looked like I could do something. It was a total, total deception. I said it was total deception. I looked like I, I looked like I could do something but didn't know anything. I was a good liar though. In fact I think I had a spirit of a, a lying spirit. Anyway, I got this job and ended up managing. And learned as I went along. I found out this, actually. I found out that people think you know twice as much if you keep your mouth shut. I just I'm serious. That's how I got the job. High rise buildings in in Los Angeles and all kinds of crazy work and making lots of money at 22 years old because I had my hair slicked back and could shut up. But I learned and I, I started learning and it was very stressful and it didn't turn out too good in the end. We won't go there. But, but I learned about delegating. And I had the hardest time delegating because in, in the position I was in, I didn't want to, first of all, I didn't hardly know what I was doing. But secondly, I didn't want to give somebody something and have them mess up. So I ended up working myself to the bone. And I just served and just did everything I can to try to do as much as I could. Plus I didn't have too much knowledge and I started learning that, that if you don't delegate, you're going to fail. You, you, you'll, stay very, you'll, you'll stay very small. You won't be able to do a good job. I've had my staff memorize a, a phrase, if you want a job done right, you delegate. Want a job, but we used to say, if you want a job, right, job done right, do it yourself. But that's how you stay small and ineffective. Want a job done right, you've got to delegate, but you have to train, you have to inspect, all of those things. I, uh, I stand in awe of this text because Jesus could do things a lot better than you, me. And yet, he selected us to be his vessels. He selected us to be his instruments of glory, to do the same works that he did. He picked you. Come on, he chose you. He's, come on, he selected you. I mean, I, I look at my own life and maybe a little critical to say, I'd pick somebody else. You know, it's not all that amazing when you see someone who has just this, all this incredible talent do some incredible thing with their talent. But it is very amazing when God takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Dr. Mark Rutland is a great man of God. Uh, he has been the president of ORU, the president of I think Southeastern. Thank you so much. And he's written many books, which I would say read them all. They're amazing. Amazing leader, amazing man of God. And he was a Methodist pastor. And as a Methodist pastor, he's going about his Methodist pastor work, and got baptized in the fire. <laughs> he got, <laughs> got touched by the Lord right there myself. He got baptized by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit filled him. He was studying. And you can go read his story. It's amazing. And how many of you know, as a Methodist pastor, a tongue talking doesn't go so well God began to do amazing things and uh, they got together and and removed him from being a pastor. He and his wife fell in love with God to the next degree. They read everything they could get their hands on about healing and miracles and signs and wonders. And God began to use him with signs and wonders and miracle power. And the the thing about that is that God wants to use you. God wants to use me. The text, the main part of the text I'm gonna preach on, is that and greater works will you do than these. Now, what were the works that Jesus did? He healed the sick. He set the captives free. Delivered people. Some there would be one. I heard a Baptist preacher say one of the greatest works is salvation. I would say that the greatest work that there could be is the fact that in one moment you can pray a prayer of repentance, receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior, have all of your sin washed away and be translated out of darkness into the kingdom of light. I would absolutely agree that that is the greatest miracle of all. But that's not all he did. He said works and it's plural. So we're gonna look at it tonight. Dr. Mark Rutland teaching. See, because God has a whole nother set of problems when he uses us. Do do you understand what I'm saying? I don't know if you've ever been there, but you you start really being used by God and you don't have it right. You can start walking with a little bit of a strut thinking me like, you know, you just need to invite me to your meeting if you really want to move of God. Now, no, nobody would flat out say that because then you would never get invited again because that would be pride. Who's the most humble person here? Just raise your hand <laughs> if you're the most humble person in the room. But that's what happens, and, and we see it. And I, and I warn, I warn uh, my pastors, I warn evangelists, I warn people that are really being used by God, Watch yourself. Stay small in your eyes. Stay humble, broken, and transparent. God will always use you. You start thinking that yours doesn't stink, then you will find out that the Lord loves you so much, he'll humble you. Now, I have been humbled, and I'm sure I'll be humbled again. The crazy thing is when God begins to use us in finances and resources and anointing and salvation, then you have a, we have, we or fallen human nature has a tendency to just start thinking. <laughs> you know, you, you start thinking that actually you're something. <laughs> I think I said last uh, week that I, I worked for a Gold's Gym uh, years ago, and they were the biggest, monstrous professional bodybuilders there i'm talking huge has anybody ever been next to a professional bodybuilder they they're they're massive massive and there was this guy that was just i mean he was flexing so hard i thought he was going to burst and if you walked in front of them, you're going to have, there's going to be a fight. They're on, they were on so much steroids and all kinds of stuff. It's going to be violent. If you walked in front of them in their mirror, it's like, it's on. Can you imagine God looking down? <laughs> Can you imagine? Hey, Gabriel, look at this guy. Look at this guy. Look at this boy. Watch. What's he doing? They call that flexing. Look at that. Dr. Mark Rutland was being used by God and he's in this healing um, seminar teaching all of these pastors about the gifts of healing. But he had a, uh, I think it was a bone spur in his his heel, his left heel, if I remember correctly. And he had, uh, that's painful. So he had all kinds of people praying for him. And he um, had a great man of God praying for him. He's praying. Nothing happened, nothing happened, nothing happened. And so on a lunch break, he decides to go into the sanctuary to pray. And this is in one of his books. And he's, he's praying. He's like, God, I'm doing this healing, th- healing seminar. I'm the, I'm the main guest speaker. And I, I have a problem. I need healing. God, heal me. While he's doing that, there is a Down syndrome boy who is, is playing like cops and robbers or something in the, in the pews. It's just him and this, this Down syndrome young man who's about 15 years old, but, but acts more like a six-year-old, you know. And so he just feels like... Well, the Lord speaks to him and says, well, if you have childlike faith, you know, so he feels like the Lord wants to ask this boy to, to pray for him. The boy's going between all the aisles going, bang, 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 bang. And, and Dr. Rutland is the object of his bang, bang, right? So he's like, he'd pop up, bang, bang. So he's like, Lord, okay. Hey, young man, come here. The kid comes, yeah says, can you pray for me? I have a problem with my leg. And the, and the precious boy prays, God, would you heal him. Bang, bang. <laughs> and he got instantly healed. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. Lift your hands to heaven. Come on. Say, God, I want to do greater works. I want to do the greater work. Say it. I want to do the the greater works. Let's look at this text. It's um, Jesus is preparing his disciples for his departure. He's going to leave. I still don't get it. it. Reminds me of me, us. They still don't know who he is. They still don't know who he is. You've seen the Father, you've seen me. And they're like, Show us the Father. Like, oh, I mean, Jesus, sometimes I feel like that as a senior leader. Sometimes, sometimes. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And Jesus is just like, seriously? I already told you, right? (laughs) And they still don't know who he is. And he gives them this, he gives them a glimpse. He gives them a, a peek at what they're going to be doing and why he called them. Why did he call them? He called them to do greater works. And that is amazing. Because, you know, there used to be this, what did Jesus do? Do you remember those what did Jesus do bands that people used to wear? WWJD, man. WWJD. What would Jesus do? And you just look and you'd be like, what would you? A lot of people wore those, but they don't know what Jesus did. What would Jesus do? He'd turn the other cheek. He'd go the extra mile. Okay, all of that. But he would also cast the devil out. He would also, lay hands on the sick. What would Jesus do? He'd get crucified right now. No, he got crucified so you don't have to, so that you can exercise your authority. I woke some of you up right there. What would Jesus, what did Jesus do? Raise the dead, heal the sick, set the captives free, multiplied the loaves and the fishes. And what, what, what did Jesus do? How, how do you know what Jesus would do if you don't know what Jesus did? How can you do greater works than he did if you don't know what he did? you got to read the word. Understand who Jesus is. He's God. Fully God. Fully man. He would die and he would rise again, which we celebrated on Sunday. He's a risen Savior. He's, he's alive. Alive forevermore. And because he lives we can live and live the life and life abundant. And they would proclaim the gospel to the whole world. You see this in the text. And, he, and he's, he's telling them that. Greater works for you do than these. And he's telling them, you're going to proclaim the gospel, the good news of Jesus, my death, my resurrection, to the world. And I think greater works is, yeah, healing, signs, wonders, miracles, salvation, clearly. But it's also, it's also in, in number. Look at, look at number three that they would demonstrate his works in every nation, and every generation. In other words, it's not just going to be in a little town called Palestine, it's going to be an Eagle River. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just going to be in a little town called Palestine, it would spread the earth. Christianity is the fastest growing religion out of any other, and whatever anybody tries to tell you something else, is only because they're uneducated and um, probably, I was going to say something to get myself in trouble, but, which is not all that unusual, but I will refrain it's Pastor Karen praying in tongues right now. Instead of one area in the world, the whole world would be touched. How can you turn our nation around, Pastor Daniel? That's why I'm alive. I'm alive to be a part of the greatest move of God there has ever been. How do you know that? I just see in the Bible the fullness of the Gentiles. is not yet. It's not yet. I am a part of it. Is there anybody else that's a part of that? And I want to see God change lives. I, I long for people to experience Jesus the way I have experienced the freedom and the power and the authority and the joy, unspeakable and full of glory, that at his right hand there's pleasures forevermore. To have this power, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, to lay hands on the sick and see them recover, to turn the depressed, suicidal teenager away from that demon spirit and to get them delivered and on fire for the glory of God. How are you going to change our nation? One family at a time. One family being reached and coming to a, an egg, an egg outreach. <laughs> Wish I found this church two years ago. Too bad we didn't knock on a door two years ago. And I know that's what you were thinking. You're like, ah, oh. well, there's no condemnation, but there's so many people that have no idea what happens in here. There's no idea. Why, why would you build such a big building? Come The whole world's headed to hell, and God wants to impact this region for the glory of God. I'm building some man's kingdom, building God's kingdom. Every nation and every generation. All right, how to do the works of Christ? How to do the works of Jesus? Gonna make it practical to you, for you. Look at verse 12. And to fill in the blank, have faith in Christ. Verse 12, very truly I tell you, whoever, that would be anybody. That's not the educated, it's not the uneducated. It's not the red and yellow, black and white, it's none of that. It's anybody, anybody, whoever. If you're a whoever, raise your hand. Yeah, that's everyone. All right, Dillingham, raise your hand in Dillingham. Come on, Dillingham. Oklahoma, I know it's late. You can do it. Raise your hand. Whoever believes, now that, that work, that word, pistis, is faith. Whoever believes, whoever has faith in me, you could say it that way, will do the the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. See, this not only saving faith, but it's faith to do everything else that Jesus did. And there is a saving faith, there's a faith that comes. To believe on the Lord Jesus Christ that He died on a cross and rose again from the grave. Amen. The gospel of the kingdom is more than salvation. It's salvation and healing. All of it's sozo. The very word salvation is sozo. It's it's salvation for your some of you need to get your money saved. Some of you need to get your you need to get your emotions saved. Come on, some of you, you, you gotta renew your mind. You gotta get healed. Pastor Karen is teaching tomorrow morning at KSM, King School of Ministry. And uh, we were discussing uh, her topic, what she's preaching on, about church. And we were talking about, and, I, and I've said it before, my wife has such a beautiful gift of mercy. And she's a woman in whom there's no guile. And I've said it from the pulpit before, but I've been so convicted even from, from that conversation, which is just before I left to come here. So I've said this if you, based on 1 John, fellowship, having fellowship, I've said that if you, don't, if you don't enjoy fellowship with other believers, there's something wrong with your salvation. I've said that. That's a, that's a quote that I've heard over the years and one I've used. And uh, I think that that needs some definition because we were talking. And uh, we talked about that phrase. She says, you know something? The reason people, they they believe in Jesus, that they've received Jesus, but they're afraid. They're hurting. They're broken. They're afraid about, they're they're afraid they're gonna get wounded again. They're afraid they're gonna get rejected again. They're afraid. She says, I don't think you should say that anymore. Hey, pastor, what's up? Just saw you. I don't think you should say that anymore. Now, it's true that if you love God, then, then you should, should. Want to be with his people, but some of his people are ugly. Some of his people are mean cusses. And so, you know, you get shanked a couple times. Shanking is a prison term for being stabbed. I haven't been to prison, but maybe I should have gone. Amen. Long ago. Somebody say it's a long time ago. And so Karen, Karen, Pastor Karen said, you know, it's, it, people aren't in church because it, they've gotten hurt. A lot of people got hurt. You know how many people are not in church tonight because they got hurt? So it's not just saving faith. It, it's, it's more than that, and it's, and it's, it's enjoying that. I, I love being around God's people. You know, some of God's people are weird. Peculiar, to use a biblical term. Don't get me started. <laughs> but most people don't know how to love the way that God loves. To be all up in church worshiping God. And then you get cut off. And you you're giving him the single single finger salute? Be like, oh you don't even know. You don't know. I've got i got my Vaseline, my razor blades. I'm gonna take care of you. I'm gonna come you." <laughs> Pastor Vince told me to say that. <laughs> You've got to love people. People are divine assignments. I've, I'm, off, I'm, I'm off script. People are divine assignments to help you become more like Jesus. You know, I've been married for 23 years. I still feel like Captain Kirk on the Star Ship Enterprise going where no man has gone before. And things change. You get to be more like Jesus. She's not here to defend herself and make fun of me, but gotta love people. Let's get back into our notes here. Have faith in Christ, but it's more than just have faith in Christ as in saving faith. I've been doing a series uh, on my daily program at twelve thirty. I'm told it's worth going to see over the past couple days about faith. Because I'm seeing so much breakthrough, it, it truly is overwhelming. Like I, I don't, I just haven't seen that much answered. I've seen a lot of answered prayer. Please don't get me wrong, but this much at one time. When I, mean, I came in, I just started weeping. I put my arm around my brother over here. Put my arm over here. He laid hands on me, and I went out. I came over here. I'm just overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. Like everything I'm praying for is being released. No, I mean like everything. My faith is just exploded because of what he's done. And I'm I'm telling you, some of you aren't praying the prayers that he wants you to pray because your faith is hindered by and limited by your view of who you are and who he is. If you wonder, faith, I've said it this way, and it's it's a Fred Price term. How many of you know who Fred Price is? Faith is acting on God's word. Faith is acting on God's word. I love that. It's amazing. Some of you don't work at your faith. Come on, if you're going to be used to do the greater works, you're going to have to have faith in, saving faith, absolutely. But then you have to have faith that what God did in the earth, through His Son Jesus, He will do through you. Amen. that God has chosen you, selected you, appointed you, John 15. you're His method. I've said it before. So if God's going to reach your neighbor, you know who he uses? You. He puts a burden in your heart to, do, to go across the street to do something. How, think about how you came to Christ. Think about how you got saved. Somebody invited you. You came to a, an egg hunt or you, you, you came to an outreach or you were invited to this crazy place or, or maybe at a camp when you were a kid. God wants to do greater works through us. But what I've found is, is that most people do not build their faith. So I I go to the gym a lot. Regularly, it's part of my, I read the Bible, I pray, I breathe air, I go to church, I go to the gym. It is absolutely a part of my lifestyle and has been for 20 years plus, longer I trained in high school, trained in college, trained after college, took a season off when I lived in the street, but then I got back into training after that. That was hysterical, but none of you caught it. (laughs) (laughs) And so to get stronger, there's certain things you have to do. I mean, you got to show up. 80% of it is eating right, which I don't always do. I'm doing well right now so I can talk about it. (laughs) Father, help him, yes. He said, Lord, help me. I know some of you are saying the same thing under your breath. May the Lord help you. Amen. Not be addicted to sugar. Hallelujah. Let's just have a praise break because I'm not feeling the love one more time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, don't touch the sugar. Don't talk about sugar. We can talk about crystal methamphetamine, but don't talk about sugar. Oh, Hey! Christians are funny. You can talk about all kinds of stuff, but don't talk about being a glutton. I'm walking rightly right now. I can say it. I can talk about it right now. (laughs) I did some fasting today, just pressing in. It's like the one sin that Christians just don't want to talk about. I remember sitting with my mother, it was, the, it was right before Thanksgiving, and the guy preached a message on gluttony. And my mother says, Nice, really nice, right before Thanksgiving. <laughs> we totally disobeyed the word and gluttoned ourselves on Thanksgiving anyway. Faith is acting on God's word. The gym, if you're gonna get strong, you're gonna be healthy, you gotta eat right. I mean, you're only given one life, right? After that, the judgment. You only have one body. And, and uh, I've seen people that didn't take care of their body and uh, it doesn't work out. Yeah, and, and they get in their 70s, 80s, and they're like, oh, I wish I'd eaten right. Oh. Okay, let's move on. Your faith. Your faith. What are you doing to grow Your faith. I mean, do, do you show up at God's gym to grow your faith? Are you in the word? Are you, are you learning to take steps of faith? Are you, come on, faith comes by hearing, right? And I know you know the rest, but I just want to say faith comes by hearing. What you're hearing? I don't know if you've ever, I, I'm musical. Say, you know, if you've been here for any length of time, I mean, a door can open and I can like be like a total squirrel. You know, I've, I've, I've got, it's actually a gift, but sometimes it, it's, it gets me in trouble. When I hear things a lot, it starts coming out of my mouth. And I'm very much of an auditory learner. So I don't know if you ever noticed, but, you know, before you were saved, because I know most of you don't have a cursing problem now. Some of you do, but before you were saved, if you got around a real cursor, does anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, somebody who's just creative F-bomb dropper. And and the more you spend time, like on that construction project or wherever that is, you just would find, I know not you, but I'm saying for me, I would find myself cursing twice as much when I'm near someone who curses all the time. And then I was, even before I was saved, I got rebuked by a cursor. He says, man, you got a foul mouth. I'm like, what? You're the one that taught me, you know what I mean? (laughs) Faith comes by hearing. Now, as a Christian, faith comes by by hearing no matter who you are. So what you listen, what you rehearse, some of you worry all the time because you're watching Days of the Idiots, you know, online and all reruns of all the adulterous shows and it just breeds this spirit of adultery in your mind and before you know it, you're seeing, seeing, uh, you know, hairs on your husbands. What is that? Is that a... (laughs) Sure. <laughs> Does anybody know what I'm talking about? What you're listening to, what you're listening to me. I'm trying to help you. Some of you don't go to the gym of faith and train your faith and exercise your faith and, and exert your faith and grow your faith according to the word of God. You grow it by days of the idiots. You listen to all kinds of stuff. I mean, I, the news, I, I just seriously turned off by the news. I mean, I just can hardly watch it. I I whizzed through it to make sure that, you know, World War III isn't broken out. And if it did, I'm not even sure they'd be telling me the truth. I mean, I'm jaded now. I don't watch a whole lot of news. I was just glued to that thing. Bunch of deceivers. Before you know it, you're like believing everything they said. How do you know that what they said is true? You know what I love about the word? It is truth. It's, it's not an ambiguous blend of maybe. The word of God is true. You base your life on this right here, baby, and I'm telling you, you're going to walk in a way that changes the world. You base your life on this, you'll you'll go from glory to glory. You base your life on this, and you'll be a world changer everywhere you go. Greater works will you do than these. Can somebody say Hallelujah. Quit listening to all the naysayers. Stop looking at all the wind and the waves and listen to what God's Word says and obey it. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. You must trust and obey. Trust and obey. For there's no other way To be happy in Jesus, you must. So you don't have victory in certain areas because you haven't grown your faith. Faith is acting on God's word. And when you when you learn what God's word is, you get God's word over every circumstance in your life, take it and blow the devil away with that thing on healing, miracles, provision in your marriage with raising children, on and on and on and on and on and on. Faith is acting on God's word. If God's word says it, I believe it. That settles it. See, that's pretty narrow-minded. Yep, it's about this narrow. It's working really good for me. How are you doing? Oh, did I just get up in your grill? Uh, let Let me get up in there a little bit more. I don't have sorrow. I have provision. I have blessing. I got peace. I got joy. My wife loves me. I wake up and birds are singing, even in the winter in Alaska. I get the best parking places. I always get a deal when I go to the store. I'm blessed. I'm the head and not the tail. I am the lender. (laughs) i've got friends i have lots of friends I have people that deeply love me and people that deeply hate me the ones that hate me (laughs) don't like this book too much and certainly don't want to live that way i could care less i've discovered there's only two or three people that like me anyway and i'm just glad that and if you're you know i'm i'm just glad that I, i god loves me How to do the works of Jesus. Have faith in Jesus. Have faith in his word. Cultivate it. Listen to what's coming out of your mouth. Some of you, you can really see what's going on when when a problem comes and someone's like, man, it's just like, always comes my way. Always the one that gets the short end of the stick. Well, why don't you change stuff? Mr. Short end of the stick. Why don't you believe differently? Do you know um, uh, uh, Ford, the, the maker of Ford, what was his first name? Henry. Henry, right, Henry Ford. Henry Ford's factory burned to the ground. Do you know what he did? What, he got all the employees together and they stood at the difference at a distance and it's this massive fire, losing everything. And he stood at the distance, quoted to say, Whoa, look at that. that, that's impressive. Wow. That thing had a lot of problems anyway. We're gonna build it right this time. Wow, thank God. As opposed to, we're defeated now. What are we gonna do? Come on, somebody say faith. Testify about what God's done. Speak it out of your mouth. You know, faith is dynamic. It's, it's hearing the word of God. It's not, so many people in the, in the church have a seeing faith, have faith that's by sight, not, not by, they walk by sight, not by faith. When you believe God's word and it makes no sense, exactly, it makes no sense. It's faith. It's not senses. It's faith. I don't know about that. Well, who made you the judge and jury? What do you, you have a finite mind. You can't explain to me how planets don't crash into each other. And one second of energy from the sun produces more energy than the entire recorded history of mankind. One second. Oh, it's shining now. You might not be able to see it right now. Oh, but it's shining. That's why we encourage you to get in life groups. Get, listen, you become like who you hang out with. They noticed they were simple, ignorant fishermen, and they took note that they had been with Jesus. (laughs) I always think about you, Chancy, when I read that scripture. Not that you're ignorant, but you were a fisherman. (laughs) I mean that in the best of way. The transformation in your life is astounding. It's astounding. You've been with Jesus. Look at your face. You've obviously been with Jesus. Nobody not people don't, people don't smile like that. Here, come here, come here. Let me show you something. I want to feel a bit, come here, come here. Let me show you somebody who's been with Jesus. He's like trying to wipe the smile off, but you can't help yourself. Why are you so? <laughs> <laughs> We're a pair, aren't we? Clowns the permagrine We were toast, we were lost. Why are you smiling? Jesus totally changed my life. He gave me his life. That old person's dead. He's alive now and I got joy every single day. Every single day I'm smiling. I wake up because that, that, I'm not that old person that I was, you know and uh, <sighs> <laughs> Put your hands together for Chancy. I got joy like a fountain. I got joy like a fountain. It's running through my veins. I got like a river. I got like a river. All right, a little flashback to the old school time. There's power that'll be released through you, but you access the promises of God. You access them. You access the miracle power of God. You access the kingdom by faith. So I suggest you get into the gym. Train. Grow. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. And he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Would you go to the next level? We owe the world a visitation. We owe the world a manifestation of power. We don't owe the world religious obligations. Traditions of men, rudiments of this world will spoil you, according to Colossians chapter 2 and verse 8. Don't be spoiled. A whole church is spoiled by the rudiments of this world. Tradition, philosophy, Second uh, Colossians 2, 8. Philosophy, philosophy is the way I see it is who cares how you see it. We're not supposed to walk by how you see things. You're supposed to walk by faith. Get God's word, stand on it, and watch miracles be released. That is how it's happens. You feel inadequate? Get in touch with the power of the blood and the new creature, new creation, as our brother was just saying, I'm new. Jesus lives on the inside of me. He died to get out of you, to touch a whole world. Pray, look at, look at number, letter B, pray. Verse 13. And whatever you ask in my name. I mean, this is like a, a, a blank check. Whatever you ask in my name. It's like a debit, unlimited debit card. They have EBT cards in Hawaii. So what does that stand for? I don't know, but I heard this local guy say, Hey, bah, thanks. did a great job (laughs) verse 13 whatever you whatever you ask in my name so that the father may be glorified in the son do whatever you ask in my name verse 14 You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Some of you pray only when you get in trouble. You know, you'll be in a lot of trouble if you pray that way. I'm trying to get in, I'm trying to get in. Is it hot in here? Okay, good. I'm trying to get into your heart that you pray automatically. You get up in the morning, and you go to morning prayer. You get up in the morning, you go to morning. You get up in the morning, and have morning prayer. If you have to be in an Anchorage at a certain time, then you get up early and you pray. You spend time with God. I'm telling you, God's trying to get you away so that you could pray, so that he can do whatever you're asking in his name. Now, in his name is a big thing. Kill my ex-husband, that's not in his name. Kill my ex-wife, that's not in his name. In his name, his character, his word. It means all that, that his word, is character, who God is. You ask anything in his name, which is his will, you ask what his will is, it will be done. It shall be done. When? Well, you leave that to him. But then again, think about, see, we don't like this because it's been abused. We're like, but it didn't happen yet. And people say, well, you just keep praying. Could it be that your faith is jacked up? Oh, that's really good. No, they don't, we don't say this. Well, I'm going to go there as a preacher. I'm going to go there. I don't say it in counseling. Well, you must not have had faith. I'm, it is abusive. To, it also might be true. However, I'm not going to say that to you. I'm not feeling, I feel like I'm going to get stones about to come out over there. I'm coming over here. <laughs> no, if it's according to your faith may be done unto you, then you're not seeing the kind of breakthrough power in your life. Then you have to ask yourself, how's your faith? Is that not a good question to ask? Come on, listen, when things are jacked up in my life and we go through difficulty, you know, we go through things that just don't seem to move, then you, you take a look, like, why aren't they moving? Why aren't they moving? Um, um, I'm, I need to wear my seatbelt before I drive out of my car, out of my driveway. I'm, maybe I'm, you, could, you could hinder your prayers, gentlemen, by not being Christ-like to your wife. Well, that's, that's New Testament, come on. You could hit, come on, you, you need to love your wife as Christ loved the church, and if you don't, then you could actually, all the ladies say, you know that's right, go ahead. You said that just a little bit too good over here. <laughs> <laughs> Finney, I said this before, but Charles Finney with a great revivalist in America, didn't go pray with the church, pastors and leaders and people. You know why? Because he said, you guys don't have any answers to prayer. Like, I see nothing happening. Why would I pray with you? You know, there's something about someone who first comes to the Lord. They're not religious or whatever. I laid hands on some lady. She's like, can you pray for me? Service was over. It was in that back corner probably 10 years ago. She's I have this problem with my boyfriend and this stuff. And, and uh, I just, you know, I got this oppression. And I, I just need some help. I said, I'm going to pray for you. God's going to touch you. You ready? She's like... I guess. I said, all right. Um, why don't you just close your eyes and, you know, lift your hands, just like you're going to receive something. She goes, okay. I went over. I shut her hands. Listen. I said, in the name of Jesus, I break this thing. I prayed over her with power and authority, and it was like you heard something snap. Girlfriend hit the floor at 1,000 miles an hour with a string of curses coming out of her name. What the? I got what was that? <laughs> I, 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 lo- I love how new believers will just say it. I'm not joining your prayer meeting. You guys have nothing happening. Could it be that, that the release of God's power, the release of God's miracles is not happening? Not because God doesn't have a power problem. Many times we have a faith problem. And, and listen, I think it's abusive for a counselor to say, you, you know, they, they, she died, he died, that didn't happen because you don't have faith. You ought to shut your mouth because you have no idea. I've seen people, I've seen people come to Christ, I've seen, this is a true story, it will remain nameless. I've seen people come to Jesus before that, they were sleeping with everything on their wife, adultery to the max, came to Jesus, and suddenly died. Now, I think, now I don't know, but I suspect, possibly, that they were taken out, so that they would make it to heaven maybe is it, is it possible that is it possible that judgment was really i, I mean i don't know so god doesn't kill people okay he killed ananias and sapphira that's in the new testament homie i'm just saying you know is it possible that while his heart was right i'm not god thank god we'd all be crispy critters if i was you're like just kill him <laughs> to say pray. Pray. Talk about how to do the works of Jesus. Have faith in Christ. I love what Pastor Tim said. It's just providing an opportunity for God to move through you. You're a mailman. You're delivering the mail. You quote scripture. You quote the word. You stand on the word. These signs will follow them that believe in my name. Let me see. I'm a believer. So something's going to follow me. Signs are going to follow me because I believe. That means that when I reach out, it's not my identity that's on the line. See, some of you mix it up. You think, well, I'll be rejected. Don't worry about that. You're accepted. Camp out on that. Lay hands on the sick. I won't ask you to raise your hand here. I won't ask you to do it if you haven't laid hands on somebody recently. You know, we think about that man who I wish we knew this church was here two years ago. Can you imagine if somebody has a disease that would have been healed if you laid hands on them? We don't like thinking that way, but that's the reality of it. So he, he delegated, he delegated to us to do greater works, right? Is that right? Come on, some of you need to be fired. Come on, Wally. (laughs) You've got employees. If they don't do their job, they're fired. (laughs) Now, you know, God's so merciful. You know what he does? He says, well, let me just dig around this fig tree one more time. We'll give it a year. Let's fertilize it. Let's help it out. And after a year, if it hasn't produced any fruit. Some of you are at 11 months right now. (laughs) Please don't make it mean something it doesn't, all right? I'm just trying to spur you on to do greater works. I'm just trying to encourage you and empower you. So many are limited by their own understanding. and They haven't gone to seminary or the cemetery or whatever you want to call it. Get in a life group. Get in a team. Get around people that are doing it, doing the works. So I, I I spent time with people today. They're doing it. It's just like, and we sit there, the eyes like glowing, and like, oh yeah, and then and then they got out of the wheelchair. <sighs> I'm gonna tell you though, life in Christ is exhilarating when you're doing the works that you've been called to do, which is greater works than he did. Did you follow that? Life in Jesus is awesome, unless you sit on the couch and wait for, you know, you, you need to get off your blessed assurance. Pray, make prayer a habit. I'm almost done. Love God and obey Him. Love and obey Him. There's no short, there's no shortcut to walking in the power of God. You, there's a price to pay. You know what it is? I used to think that was a bunch of bunk. I heard great men of God saying with tears running down their face, there's a price to pay. And I thought, there was a price to pay. Jesus paid the price. Is that true? It's true. However, there's a price for you to pay. What price is that? Death to your agenda. Death to your flesh. Death to your unrenewed, unregenerated mind. Death to the principles of the world. Death to your desire to be liked by everybody. Death to all of that. And alive to God. Renewing your mind, loving Him. Not everybody walks in the same level of anointing. You can get caught up with life. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost just rolled up in here. Come on, lift your hands. Play a little bit. Mm -hmm. Hey. You can get caught up in life. We're reading ringing and get caught up at the altar of satan looking in the mirror at how you wish your face was different i've called you says the lord to be my hands extended i've called you says the lord i live on the inside of you Greater works for you do than these. You leave this place tonight. Don't leave the same way you came in. Say, well, that's not up to me. Is it not? Come on, put your phone up. Forget about the person on their right and the person on your left and press in. Receive. Receive. You could be free, you could be delivered, you could be empowered. With the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Resurrection power. Mm. Jesus in, sickness out. Joy. Joy like a fountain. In. Depression out. with the Holy Spirit. That's a job. So many things want to pull your attention away. Come on, you're watching Netflix. There you are. And it's not the greatest show. And the Lord says, hey son, why don't you turn that off? Come over here. I want to talk to you. You're like, "Uh, maybe this show is going to get better. And you miss a moment. Greater works will you do than this. Stay filled with the Holy Spirit. Verse 16, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. Paracletos, a standby. He'll be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. I'm so blessed you're here tonight in church. So blessed you're here. Why? So that you can get filled, so that you can get touched, so that you can get empowered, so that you can leave this place filled with the Word. Filled with the promise and filled with hope. Embrace the entirety of the works of Jesus. What did Jesus do? Greater works will you do than these? Think about what he did and then start doing them. Like what? Like touching the leper. Healing the sick, setting the captives free. Get some crazy faith. Holy Spirit come on all across this place God wants to use you to represent represent him to represent him in the earth you are God's method you are God's man God's woman chosen by God to bring forth the truth with power and demonstration not not the wisdom of man not, not words but words that are injected with power Like, let there be light. God will use you to change the trajectory course of people who are going to split hell wide open. You've been called to do it. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.